Content warning for this episode. This episode contains discussions of sex, sexuality, sex education, boundaries, vomiting, and assault. You're listening to Sex Head and Chill. Hi, I'm Matt. I'm Mabel. And I'm Mitch. Today we're talking about the second episode of the first season of Sex Education through the theme of self-esteem. If you haven't already watched the episode, pause this, go watch it, come back, we'll wait for you. We'll wait, go, go, go. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Cool. Alrighty, what did everybody think? How did we like this episode? Yeah, I really liked it. It's just like a classic um, high school party episode of any show or movie and it's just good vibes all around. I don't know, a bit of everything. Yeah. Yeah, Um, yeah. And I, it's the, it's the like classic, all right, we've decided to do a thing, but it's not going to go smoothly the first time episode as well. Like, I feel For like sure. that, that's definitely a trope out there somewhere. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. I feel like it, I feel like when I was thinking about this, the, so much happened in the first episode and we met so many people and there were so many different things. Uh, and this episode definitely felt a little bit simpler in kind of just overall trajectory um but that's fine like the first episode is always going to be full on yeah like simpler in a good because it's like we already kind of knew the context of the show what it was about who the people were the vibe the aesthetic and we could kind of just like go into the story of this episode and like yeah yeah life yeah and kind of get used to i guess this new format where it kind of like opens on an awkward sex scene yeah (laughs) Okay. I now, had that question. I was like, "Wait, does this happen every episode?" I can't recall. Like, I was also like, cr- I mean, oh. yeah, Mitch, were you kind of like, "Who are these people? Do we know?" No, well, <laughs> this was this was me last week as well in the mm. first episode. So one of my new predictions, which I immediately found out was wrong because I jumped accidentally jumped Netflix started playing the next episode. But I'm like, <laughs> each episode will start off with a couple having sex. Oh, yeah. So yeah. that was one of my predictions, but that was immediately debunked. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. So it, so the, the third episode doesn't start like this. Okay. Well, uh, it, it seems just like. like it's, uh, sorry. It seems like she's. It's still a sex theme. I think she's like writing like a fan fiction. So we'll see. Yeah. Right. Ooh, spoiler alert. Ooh. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but yes, I. This is a just. I don't know. It's such a good, funny sex scene. If that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, it's like. They're both clearly really keen, but everything just like a little, a little awkward and then goes very wrong at the end. Yeah. Again, I'm perceiving the scene as very much, like I said last week, like larger than life. Like I'd be curious, I'd be curious if anyone has actually had such a bad experience. I feel like I've heard enough stories. Yeah. Probably. Enough stories about like penile fracture, like men falling out of bed, landing on an erection, and then doing the thing that's called penile fracture, which is just kind of awful sounding. Yeah, definitely heard about a lot of penile fractures. I just feel like the absurdity of like as soon as the lights are out, they all of a sudden just like lose complete track of where each other's body parts are. Is that a thing? Like, I don't know if I've had that before. I don't know. Also, I feel like very few rooms are that dark, even if the lights are off. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I think I've definitely had some high school sex in like pitch black where I could not see. Well, I actually wanted to ask this question. Are you guys lights on or lights off people? Oh, a bit of both. I think I've definitely changed. Like, I think I started life as a, you know, well, started my sex life as a lights on person. And, wait, lights off. Yeah, started lights off. Now I think 
are pretty much lights on. But I feel like lights off is like a cool treat, you know, like a bit of like sensory sets the, differentiation. Sets the mood, yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, I uh, I feel like well, the first time I had sex, I mm. was with friends, and it was like I was I was uncomfortable. I was the girl in this scene. I was like, can we turn the lights off? I like this is I'm, I'm not ready to be like fully on display. And then yeah. we had a chat. And he convinced me, he was just like, look, I, I, I'm here for you, like, I'm attracted to you, like, there's nothing wrong, like, I'd prefer to have the lights off so that we always know what's going on and we can communicate better. And it was like, it was such a good experience, because oh, we left the lights on, and I like, that's why I feel like I'm permanently in the lights on camp, because it's just, it, like, you can have mood lighting, don't get me wrong, mm. like, it doesn't need to be, like, cold, sterile, like, <laughs> fluorescent lighting, but, like... I think that I don't know. It it was just such a positive experience to know and to be reassured that everything was okay. Um, That's really nice. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. I, I feel like I remember one time we tried the like let's turn the lights off for a little bit of a change, and I actually didn't like it. I was like, I'm I'm not here to have anonymous sex. I'm here to have sex with you, and I want to know <laughs> that. True. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, I think I definitely tend to lights on now, but I, I do like some lights off. I feel like when I when I was like first having sex, I like it was the same thing that I think I spoke about last time where like I'd already heard in media and stuff that like a lot of women fake orgasms and so I like tried to rebel against that almost. So I'd also heard that um a lot of women also didn't like sex with the lights on. So I think in my head as well I was trying to kind of like rebel against that. So even though I had a lot of like insecurity and self-esteem issues and like was afraid of people seeing my naked body I was like well I don't want to be that person that needs the lights on but my my first boyfriend actually kind of I guess solves that for me in a way because he was super like to an extreme like I dated him like I think I had sex with him for about eight months and never saw his penis because he had this whole like routine of hiding it like wow it was a whole thing and so like definitely always sex in the dark and like definitely always like covering with sheets and things and like reaching down under the covers but never actually seeing the genitalia that you're touching it just sounds like less fun to be honest maybe I'm just a visual person but like (laughs) yeah and kind of like I, I don't know, like a bit almost like blue balling in terms of like oh, you're having sure. you're having like your first sexual experiences and you think you're like finally gonna learn what sex is like and the other person's genitalia and like you never see it. Like, it's like it a magic show. Happens. You can't <laughs> see behind the curtain. Yeah. Oh dear. I mean, obviously, you know, if if you need to have the lights off because you're not ready yet, that's that's mm-hmm. fine. But I think as we see in this episode, like I think it's super valuable to try and work through that because yeah. at, at the end of the day like the wanting to have the lights off is a symptom of a larger problem it's not just a like I mean I'm sure there are some people who just like it when it's dark but I, that's not what we're really talking about here no. wait um, I think that's it it's like questioning like why you need the lights off because like mm-hmm. I said like now I do like the lights off sometimes but it's not because I'm like ashamed of my partner seeing my buddy it's because I mm-hmm. like want the dark yeah. <laughs> yeah and even I feel like when you get like you're more experienced, you still feel insecure about your body. Like I still feel about that sometimes. I'm like, oh, I don't feel like I look attractive in this position. But when you're with someone you trust and you can tell the way they look at you, like mm. it's just like, oh, I don't like how I look. That's obviously they do. So it's like, it's okay. I feel comfortable with this person to keep putting myself out there like that. So mm. you yeah. always feel like that no matter how old you get, I feel like. So 
Yeah. And I guess that's kind of what happened with this couple, right? Is that in yeah. the end, it, it required her really understanding that he was super keen and didn't think the things that she thought he thought. Yeah. I also liked them kind of pointing out that attraction isn't exclusively a physical thing. Like when you mm. point out things that you like about a person and what like attracts you to them, it can be like non-physical traits about them that you were mm. still like sexually attracted to. So it's not... Yeah specifically about physical things like being able to identify people's nationality from the way that they walk (laughs) yeah very curious (laughs) very curious Uh, so we have that scene and uh then we go to the milburn house um we have a bit of a little snapshot of some real sex therapy uh, it looks bad is it just me yeah yeah (laughs) it's really bad well she says she doesn't think she wants to have sex with you anymore. Which it was just kind of a bit, I was a bit confused by the scenario. Like the, yeah. the wife doesn't want to have sex with the husband anymore, but they're in therapy for that maybe so that she does want to. Yeah. I don't know. It was a bit of a weird one, but it, it just, it just didn't go very well, clearly. But then yeah. Otis is sitting outside taking notes. Taking notes. Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely, you know, uh, some privacy laws being broken there but oh well yeah <laughs> got to get experience um, somehow I did really like the cut like going from the awkward teenager disaster sex in the bedroom and then cutting to like adults struggling with like yeah, their true. sexual problems and it's I was a like, good point yeah. we all yeah. it's everyone everyone really struggles with sex yep. sex is a mess <laughs> yeah I like that um and then we get Otis in his room practicing his therapist voice which is hilarious very <laughs> yeah. cute yeah I, I was actually yeah, it, it felt like a very, like, teenager preparation for becoming a sex therapist at lunchtime, you know? Yeah. I, I really liked his tie, I'm not going to lie. I don't know what Really? I, I reckon Otis can rock the tie. I don't think I'm, I'm not into the tie. Not with the jacket. With the jacket, it looks horrible, but... I don't know. I feel like, if, like, I think maybe Avril Lavigne has done it for me, but I think I'm more into ties on women than men. But, like, wow. I'm really into, like, an Avril Lavigne tie moment. So we'd like to say a bow tie. Thing. Oh. Meh. Eh, just an open open top yeah i'm not really into like formal wear yeah okay. that's fair. <laughs> fair enough um and then we have otis and gene talking uh rom-com night which i love Cute. as a series love it oh my god also where do we land who would pick julia roberts versus uh what is it like 90s julia roberts versus mid-2000 naughty's kate hudson yeah um, Julie Roberts. Taylor yeah, hundred percent. Julie Roberts. Julie Roberts. Yeah. Kate I Hudson. have no. So I have no horse in this race. I don't really. Think. Yeah. Have you seen like any? I know. Pretty I know woman? of them. I don't. No, I do need Pretty Woman. I own Pretty Woman, but I haven't watched. How is a guy in ten days? No. <laughs> I do I like, like How like, is a guy in ten days. Oh, yeah, I love it. I feel like I'm not sure if this counts as like a rom-com, but I actually really like. I think my favorite Kate Hudson movie would be Almost Famous. Like that. Yeah, I don't know but that that counts as a rom-com. It doesn't. I mean, yeah. it defined my my type. Yeah, <laughs> but, this is true. <laughs> but um, oh, I find Kate Hudson rom-coms, particularly to How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days, just too cringe for my taste. Like, she's mm. it's too cringe. But the I think scene, that happened in a lot of Naughties movies. The scene at the end where they're singing, that's... Oof. Uh, yeah. So anyway, anyway, rom-com night, really cute. Again, getting an insight into, like, it kind of like it sets up the really closeness of their relationship and then at the end you've got like Jean and Otis 
uh, like he wants it out of his life completely. Yeah. So you kind of start with their really cute traditions. Yeah. I felt really sad when he just bailed on the on the movie night with very yeah. little Yeah, with, without even saying anything. Yeah, like, like it almost seemed like he wasn't going to mention it. And she's literally in the middle of filling up the chip bowls. Like she's mm. there and, and like asking Eric if he's joining them for the movie night and getting excited. Like, so you're staying? And Edith is like, actually, we're leaving. Bye. Like, what? <sighs> yeah. Anyway, that's later. Yeah. I think that's just parent, uh, life of a parent. It seems yeah, like. probably. Yeah. That's so sad. I know. Kids can be so unintentionally cruel sometimes, I think. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I said, like, it's so sad me watching Jane and Otis, but, like, I don't, like, I never spent any time with my parents. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, and then we get Otis and Eric on the way to school. You're wearing a tie. I just, I don't know. I love Eric. He's so good. Eric's I lo- I, I so lo- good. Yeah, I love their relationship. They're very good back and forth. Like, it's just fun. If any of the show was just them talking for like 30 minutes, like, yeah, I'd be down. Yeah. Um, I do like Eric's line because Otis makes a comment that, like, what have you forgotten what happened last week? Are you a goldfish? And Eric's like, <laughs> yes, I'm an eternally optimistic goldfish. And Which, I like that. I want that on yeah. a t shirt. <laughs> I think, especially like that. <clears throat> Sorry. That is like a, a particularly a theme of Eric throughout this episode and like probably the series. Like he's just just watching this. And I think thinking about in terms of like self-esteem and like all the embarrassment, like mm. clearly Eric has some pretty solid self-esteem because his ability to like constantly bounce back optimistically mm. from being put yeah. in horribly embarrassing situations and, this- and, ju- and still just present like he probably you know gives a fuck but like to present himself like he doesn't give a fuck is so commendable and amazing yeah this makes me uh this makes me especially scared for the future of eric in this show because i just know something bad is going to happen he's going to be really like he's going to be really down at some point and it's just like it's going to hit him hard especially as we're seeing so optimistic all the time it's gonna be hard to see and then note down this hot take yeah we do um then so after that we go to school um and Maeve calls Otis and we get this just complete meltdown on Otis's part like I love it (laughs) (laughs) oh my god him throwing his phone on the ground and you can hear Maeve like talking and he like picks it up and throws it down (laughs) and Eric's just like uh explain (laughs) yeah I mean like I get it on a certain level but I do think also it's like a bit of an overreaction definitely yeah like he he, he managed to have a very normal conversation with her at the end of last episode how would was she calling you reckon like via a phone number with you reckon it's like a messenger app because like surely probably messenger wouldn't you know (laughs) like he picked it up and he didn't know who it was right that's a good no, he, no, he looked at her, saw her picking her oh. phone up and then putting it to her ear and then his phone rang. I think he knew it was her. Oh, okay. Yeah. So he I just feel like, like he like answered that. it because he knew that that was like what you do, but then he couldn't handle the reality of <laughs> yeah, actually okay. being on the phone. Yeah, that makes it even funny, actually. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was very, it was a very good scene. It's really funny. Yeah. Um, and we I get... I love... Uh, sorry. Eric's line, knowledge is power, power is status, and status means popular. Just going back to this core thing at high school where everything is about the hierarchy. Um, And Otis is then like, I just want to be the guy in the corner. (laughs) (laughs) There's nothing wrong with that. Perks of being a wallflower. Yeah, that's a good movie. 
not gonna lie, I like that movie. Yeah, no, me too. I do like that Eric kind of after Eric gets the lowdown and Otis is like, I don't know if I want to hang out with her. Um, Eric kind of pushes him and then he's like, I think I do want to hang out with her. It's like, yes, you do. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> don't let your anxiety ru- rule your life. <laughs> yeah. 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 We've all been he's, there. Yeah. He's clearly like such like the like the most perfect, important friend for Otis to have because he's just like, is there for when Polar Otis opposites. needs yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, cool. And after that, we go to the lockers uh, where Maeve says, hey, piss flaps, which I don't know why, just tickles me. <laughs> piss flaps. <laughs> yeah, mm. such a bizarre way to open a conversation, but cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, she found a client. It's it's their first, like, official client, who is Simone, we find out later. Um, and then Adam comes up um, and is just adam just scary looming um and then he like harasses his friend uh but then his friend's like my mom told me i can't hang out with you anymore because you're a sex pervert um which yeah yeah i mean he did expose himself to the whole cohort last episode so there understandably is going to be some blowback from that (laughs) for sure yeah Um, but this is also where he hears about amy's party um, which oh, is yeah. important later. Important, yeah. Yeah. Um, then we go to the lab uh, where we're still with Adam. And Adam is trying to engage with Amy, but maybe not in the best way. by Just throwing, thro- a, throwing, throwing notes throwing at her. her. Yeah. Maybe like walk uh, past and like secretly put it down, like in a covert way, but no. Mm. Just... I love her to like... She just like doesn't care. Like he's throwing notes in class, and she just responds verbally. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, not yeah. gonna bother yeah. playing along with this note passing game. Yeah, um, him just throwing the paper. Like I know she deliberately sets it on fire, surely. But just watching it, I'm like, the fire! Stop throwing paper I thought, around with open flames. Yeah, I thought it was gonna go in the flask at one point. I yeah. yeah. Um, I do feel a little bad for Adam here because his methods are not good. But he's clearly <laughs> just like confused and yeah. sad. And he's like, as he discusses later with Gene, like he's just looking for closure. Like he wants to understand why what he thought was going well. Ended. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I think later when he has that conversation, it's it's like it's really clear. Like, so you've got like these these two high schoolers, one person broke up, the other one wants closure. And like mm. he ends up getting some pretty good advice from Gene, being like, it's 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 reasonable for you to want clarity and closure, and you're like allowed mm. to ask for that. But just yeah. because he's getting good advice doesn't mean that like Amy is going to respond well. It's this kind of like frustrating thing where you can give like one side the good advice, but yeah. you can't control how the other side deals with that he also he he also ignores a bit of that advice which is to like leave her for now if she doesn't want you at her party yeah Yeah. because i thought he's like oh you're so wise but then it makes it's like much more realistic that he then just ignores it and jumps over the (laughs) yeah uh cool oh and then then we get our first uh official uh sex therapy uh session yeah and it's real bad like, from beginning yeah. to end. Because <laughs> I, I think leading into it, uh, when when May first said she had a client, I was expecting it to be like the the couple from the, mm. the opening scene. Mm. And then I was like, oh, oh. we're not there yet. No. Um, her sho- What's it? I can't remember the girl's name. Anyway, her shoes 
Simone. Simone. I, Simone. I love her mm. shoes. Oh, I did ever know. I really liked Otis's shoes this episode. His Jordans. They're oh. like, yeah, they're like confetti. Well, it's not confetti, but it's just like a bunch of like different confetti pieces all mm. around his Jordans, just different colors. I do have lots of notes about costuming and that, but that's Ooh. fine. I'll just bring cool. it up randomly. Bring it I, up. Um, I didn't, I, <laughs> I didn't notice Otis's shoes. I just, I just noticed the cool orange heels. Um, I do like Otis's signature jacket just while we're in wardrobe. Yes. I'm into yeah. it. It's very yeah. Otis. Mm. Um, I do like the line because at the start, they're like, before he goes in, they're like, you know, talking about what's about to happen, uh, gag reflex problems. She vomited on her boyfriend's penis, which I just can't imagine that's good for anybody. That's just no. talking Definitely about awkward sex. Multiple times. Oh, dear. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I love all the topics that this show brings up because I swear everything I'm like, yes, real, relatable, been there. Oh, my God. So yeah. good that we're talking about this. I love it. <laughs> Puking during blowjobs and the this idea of like transactional oral sex, where like mm. she's like, I only do it if I don't do it, he won't go down on do me. It. Like that's yeah. oh, so such a great topic. <laughs> mm. And it's like I feel like it's one that doesn't necessarily have a super obvious answer. I mean, mm. disagree me with me if you want. <laughs> I think I think there is some merit to that kind of idea that like I I'm putting in the effort, you should put in the effort. But then also part of me is like, if somebody really is not into something, they shouldn't have to do it. Yeah. Like oh yeah, totally. I think it comes up it like it's it's come up in lots of shows, this whole idea of like I only give it to get it. It's all mm. transactional. And I think, yeah, it's a little more nuanced than that. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like I always go back to this, but the kind of the want, will, won't list concept mm. of like, I, I think, I think if it's transactional, but it's in your, I, I will do this thing list, I think that's fine. But if it's in this, if it's in the, I won't do this thing, but you feel like you have to do it to get any kind of reciprocity, that's kind of not great. Yeah. 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 Um, anyway, uh, I think to link it back to the theme of self-esteem I think we're seeing uh I think even in his freak out about Maeve calling we're seeing Otis's self-esteem is kind of fraught at the moment like yeah. he he doesn't have the confidence in himself even though he like signed up for this he's like oh god am I going to be able to do this it's why he's listening in on his mother's sessions it's why he asked her actually we didn't talk about that he asked her what makes a good therapist, which I think was an interesting little conversation that oh, they yeah, had. It was, yeah. good, it was a good conversation. Um, but she also did freak him out because she was like, you know, one wrong word could send someone into a spiral and cause years of emotional damage. And he was like, oh, God. Yeah, which I think was also kind of ironic her saying that just after we'd seen her maybe not give, like, the best therapy uh, to yeah. yeah, I think she yeah. was definitely self-reflecting that. And, like, yeah. like, the woman had, we see her, like, walk out, like, cry up the walkway right afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, and I think an interesting parallel between the couple we see at the start and we do get back to them later and Otis is that um, the, the woman in the couple whose name escapes me, I should really look it up. Her whole thing is like, she doesn't have good self-esteem around her body. So she doesn't want to be seen. And I think that's kind of linked with Otis not wanting to be seen, right? Yeah, like definitely. he doesn't want yeah. to go eye to eye with people. He doesn't want people to know that he's the sex therapist because he doesn't have the confidence in himself to kind of deal with the fallout from that, I guess. Mm -hmm. um yeah. i do love <laughs> i do love maeve's line think of it like confession i, I <laughs> again i don't know why there are just lines in this show that are just they just tickle me in the right way <laughs> Agreed. 
Yeah, um, no, that's I, that was an interesting like parallel. I, I can't remember, even though I've seen the the series. I'm trying to think if going forward, it is very common for like whatever the main issue he's he's sex therapizing in the yeah. episode is linked to what he's going through himself in the episode. I don't know, maybe we'll find out as yeah. we go. Um, I also love that like. Like Eric has a invited himself to this thing, uh, which Maeve calls out. But then Otis is going in to give therapy, and Maeve has to be like, "No, you are not going in." Obviously, <laughs> like it, I, it's kind of nice. It's like a loyalty thing where he goes, "I go," but also like you know, maybe think about it a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, then we see Otis basically just do like a really bad job of giving out advice. Awkward from beginning to end. Really bad. <laughs> I can see how, like, you know, given his, like, nervous, jittery attitude that we've seen already, where he can't handle being on a phone call with Maeve, yeah. how his brain just goes to, like, recalling any fact he has ever come across regarding... What is Even- he called? Vomiting? Emesis. Um, yeah. yeah. Mm. But even before that, he says, how might I serve you? I which is that. just so weird. Oh. It's so weird. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I had notes. The recipro- reciprocity problems. Mm. Um, yeah, she's clearly kind of bored and awkward at the same time. Like, he's just kind of rambling about nonsense. But yeah. He's trying to sound like a medical expert, but which is funny because, like, if a medical expert talks like that to a patient, they're doing a bad job because yeah. the patient won't understand what the hell they're talking about. Yeah. I mean, it yeah. just shows that maybe he isn't qualified to do this. Hmm, maybe. Yeah. Just maybe. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> and then we oh. get uh, uh, chinchilla fellatio. Always a good thing to bring up. <laughs> do, you, do you bring this up sometimes? No, never. I <laughs> didn't. I, I, before watching this, I didn't know that that was a thing. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, I don't know if I'm going out of limb to say this, but I think if everybody could fillet themselves, like the world would be a different place, you know? <laughs> so, and then obviously she bails because this is a completely awful experience yeah. that has absolutely no benefit to her. And I totally respect her for just being like, fuck this. Any normal um, person would run out of that cubicle. Yeah. <laughs> and then she's like, I'm not going to pay to have some freak do so i can't remember the exact line but she's just like uh no my my nps score for this session was one (laughs) if i give it a zero i would um (laughs) trying to give advice not traumatize people another good line i think this yeah because i feel like this next bit you know he's talking about how he can't do it and he's nervous and he's like not cut out for this and I think this is, again, this is all for, like, the point of the show. But Maeve, again, goes how, like, he's got something special, how he can do this. And I mm. kind of find it a little unrealistic. Like, clearly, like, I feel like Maeve would all, like, Maeve herself could give out this kind of advice. I feel like she knows mm. enough. She could talk to them. She has better people skills already. And then yeah. she would take a full cut of the money. Like, I think yeah. this idea that he has this, like, intrinsic magical quality that makes him a good therapist is... She calls him a savant, a strange yeah. sex savant. <laughs> It's kind of blah, but it's for the point of the series. So like, whatever. Yeah. Bit whatever. I think, I mean, maybe she doesn't have the confidence in herself to give the advice, Mm. but we see later on why she's so motivated for this thing to happen. Um, And I think that's probably part of the reason that she is putting so much effort into getting Otis G'd up for it, you know? Yeah. Um, 
I do like the try speaking like a normal 16 year old line because really that is the Which, whole point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then once she leaves and Eric's like, she's so disappointed in you. <laughs> so good. Good so one liners. Yeah. So many good one liners. It's so good. Too yeah. Many. Major props out to the writers of the show. If you ever listen to this, hi, you're doing a great job. <laughs> yeah, I feel like this For one, sure. the, the lines were maybe even stronger than the first episode. I found mm. myself noticing the dialogue a lot more. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, then we get to a bit later. They're talking about how to get clients. Uh, the Sex press- pretzels. Sex pretzels. <laughs> Again, I want this on a T-shirt. Yeah. Uh, it kind of connects it to the party we heard about earlier. Um, it because it all comes together perfect um i do love the what doesn't kill you makes you stronger <laughs> and eric's like <laughs> kelly clarkson and then the other <laughs> two are like nietzsche and it's i mean that feels a bit unrealistic honestly like a 16 year old who's read nietzsche enough to know no that. i feel like i went to school with people that were big nietzsche fans that would have done this hmm. does otis give that vibe i think mave does but mave definitely knows. Yeah, yeah, like Otis I believe being, it more of Maeve. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I thought this is the same as well. Like Maeve, I think, is very well read and like seeks out a lot of literature. Otis mm. seems like a nerd in a different way. I don't yeah. know. Like he wouldn't yeah. bother reading a bunch of Nietzsche. Anyway. Shout um, out to Kelly Clarkson, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Love yeah. your work. Yeah. <laughs> you know, all all art is reinvention anyway. Yeah. And then we get the Kelly Clarkson choir at the end. Yeah, we do actually. I didn't. Mm. Oh yeah, I didn't pick up on that. After that scene, uh, it's Otis and Eric getting ready. Uh, <laughs> Otis <laughs> says, "You look like a Satsuma," which is a Mandarin for everybody who doesn't live oh. in the UK. <laughs> um, and he does. I don't know. Mm. Is this a thing? All one color dressing? Yes. I mean, he doesn't look bad. I don't I, love this weird brimless cap. That like was, oh, I hate the brimless yeah, the cap. The brimless cap is what really does it for me. I don't, yeah. I know. Oh, that's, yeah, I was watching it and I was I was going to ask you guys, but you've answered it so great. I was like, mm. does it, like, your thoughts? Oh, my no. God, I hate it. Um, I do, oh, I just love Eric's, like, again, I guess this comes back to his, like, self-esteem. I love his desire to just express and, like, push boundaries mm. and, like, experiment with fashion mm. and, like, know that it probably won't be well received but kind of have the confidence that that's because he's too ahead of his time like it's not that he's wrong it's that (laughs) I'm a visionary they just don't (laughs) understand me like literally I feel like that's how he sees himself and he's like oh high school like these people just aren't caught up to what's cool yet and I'm just gonna be cool even though they're not ready for it and it's just so awesome yeah i mean i wish i was bolder with my fashion i'm just like so caught up in people's reactions about it that i just would never oh my god there's like it took me a long time to like get onto skinny jeans you know like when they were becoming the only jeans to wear but as soon as i put them i was like this is ridiculous flared Mm. jeans only i love flared jeans and then like short shorts became more fashionable but i like refused to wear any shorts above knee like all my shorts were just below the knee again it was a bit of an Avril Lavigne moment I was super into it mm. but um yeah I think my that. my boldest fashion move was uh it was about 10 uh it was like van type shoes one was it was a red pair and a blue sh- uh, blue pair so I wore left was red and blue uh the right one was blue wow. so I definitely started the that's the, cool the yeah thank you I thought that's, it was very cool. you should bring that back I think I think people will do it still. Oh, like it's, totally. It's coming back, yeah. Next time I see you. Is that I not 
twice okay. as expensive. Do you have to buy two pairs of shoes? Well, yeah. I didn't. I was ten, so thanks. Oh, so your mum had to buy two <laughs> pairs of shoes. <laughs> yeah. Ah, uh, good, good. I also love uh, uh, Eric like getting Otis Keen. Like, yeah, come on, really, we're gonna yeah. go to a party. It's gonna be fun. Puts yeah. the music on, and he's like, "Come on, we're gonna do yeah. it. We're gonna do it." I really That's like giving him I, a lap dance. I sit yeah. very still and listen to music. I really like that line. So <laughs> like, you're allowed to do that. Just enjoy yeah. the music sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like my party experiences got so much better when I got enough confidence to be like, I'm not going to dance and that's okay. I'm just going to mm. hang out. That's fine. Yeah. Mm, I feel I like, dance. yeah, I feel like I definitely can't. I guess some people can, but I think a lot of people, you can't force the dance mood. Like mm. you, I, I definitely have to, if I feel like dancing, great, but I, I'm not always going to feel like dancing just because music is playing. Yeah. Like, that's mm. that doesn't just happen naturally. Yeah. Um, so they go downstairs and we get this little bit of a devastating scene for oh. Jean. Um, oh, Jean. So but sad. she like bounces back, which doesn't hold on to it for too long. I do love the like the like slow sniff. <laughs> yeah. Very first, aftershave. It took me a while to figure out what she was doing first. I was like, yeah. is she checking if they're high? And That's then what I thought. I just yeah. realized she was smelling his. But then she does say, if you're going to do drugs tonight, make sure you buddy. remember to buddy up. Right. So I really, good. It's, a, it's good advice. Let me get you some condoms. Yeah. I felt like it felt a little too like textbook cool, mum. Mm. Like, this yeah. is what all kids dream. She definitely read it in a book. That's why she said yeah. it. Yeah. Going back to where she was disappointed, I also felt like she was happy for Otis at the same time because he's coming out of his shell hmm. I don't know yeah. I get that vibe as well at the same time because yeah he doesn't really go to many parties so yeah yeah I definitely think that drove why she didn't have a bad reaction to it I think yeah. she was probably like oh no my movie night but was like yay my son is like exploring <laughs> his teenhood and then clearly later we see her struggling with the like loneliness yeah. side of it yeah I, I feel like my mum would have reacted similarly oh you're going out to hang out with people go have fun <laughs> need anything <laughs> on the on the like the buddy up advice uh mm. my mum definitely never said that in regards to drugs but I do value that she would always say this thing where she's like like no matter what happens if you need me to come and get you at two in the morning just call me like mm. she was always very unambiguous that like it doesn't matter if it's late if you need me I will be there and so yeah. that's like yeah like, definitely didn't want me drinking or anything like that but I guess she kind of accepted that something might happen or even if it was not drug or alcohol related something bad happened like not to be like I don't want to wake her up so I do I do really appreciate that I feel like that's that's such a simple and like important message for parents to put out just Mm. like if you need help getting home yeah call me no matter or just like help you know yeah 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 I think I definitely used used that once or twice in high mm. <laughs> um then we get to see Maeve at her house for the first time mm. and we get a little bit yeah, of an insight, insight into some parts of her character that were hinted in the first episode mm. and that she lives in a, a trailer park um and that she's got a lot of bills piling up do we assume that she already has a part-time job and that this is in addition to I that? would have to hope I think so. so. Otherwise, yeah. I mean, unless she's on welfare, maybe she's yeah, covering some of her bills from welfare. I don't know what the UK welfare system is like. Um, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, because it just, 
a job would pay much better than this school sex therapy thing. It was actually a question I was going to ask later is like, (laughs) how much are they charging? Because they're charging teenagers. So like, it depends on what people's allowance is. Like how much money can they? I do feel like some of the teenagers seem relatively well off. Yeah. I mean, Amy seems to live. Amy at least is very well off. That house. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. But yeah, and we see her landlady who... Uh, whose cat is sensitive to loud oh music. Oh my god! I was about to say, shout out to Jonathan the cat. Like what, <laughs> these little headpiece there. I said I want to. I want a spin-off show of Jonathan yeah. the sex ed cat. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think oh, we'll man. keep seeing Jonathan in the? Theory? I hope. Yeah, that's a prediction. It would be better. It's yeah. more of a hope than a prediction. But. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, and then we throws get, up in the sink. She does throw up in the sink, and like the landlady is just kind of mean. She seems like a mean person. Like, yeah. oh, I hope you're not pregnant. Yeah, Which... I feel like I don't. I don't know. This oh, this could this would be like a very I don't know offensive presumption. Mm. Someone someone tell me off. But I just feel like maybe if you're in the financial situation where you've like you you have to live in a trailer park. Mm. you're you're in the kind of situation where you haven't really been afforded to care that much about other people's problems like you've got your own shit going on so you're really used to I don't know not investing yourself in other people's woes because you've got your own shit going on but then like working class solidarity is usually really strong so I think it's a mixed bag yeah Um, yeah Um, Maeve's pregnant oh my god we don't know that yet do the test (laughs) yeah um she goes she goes to the shops to buy pregnancy tests and steal some alcohol um and we get this horrific but also funny moment where the cashier is like how old are you darling and she's Mm. like 12 i wish i knew who the father was it's really just like it's a pretty awful thing to say but it's also very clearly like a can you mind your own fucking business please i don't know this really like Oh, this really pissed me off the pharmacist asking this because it like yeah. it honestly reminded because I was like at least she sells it to her I remember like when I was in high school mm. it wasn't really a scare but I had to get like the the morning after pill because I was scared about pregnancy anyway it probably was a non-issue but yeah. I remember like looking up the laws you can you can legally buy the morning after pill if you're 16 or older mm. I was 16 or older I went to a bloody pharmacy and they told me that it was the pharmacy's policy to not sell it to anyone unless they were 18 or over, which was clearly like awesome. the pharmacy's choice because legally they didn't have to restrict it. And so mm. for, it was just so patronizing to have this pharmacist tell me to my face, like, sorry, like you have to go somewhere else because we're choosing to not sell this to you. And yeah, like, that's so stupid. Like. Ah, and it's like, just get like, you know, you're 16, you're freaked about this stuff. You don't have like a car to get to other pharmacies very easily. So the fact yeah. that like it's this many hoops to jump through, let alone someone, yeah, like, and so this pharmacist just questioning Maeve's age. I was like, fuck off, give her a pregnancy <laughs> test. Give I anyone mean- who wants one. If they just want to like make a bloody like teepee castle out of them, just sell them to them. Exactly, yeah. One thing I am just thinking about now, though, is I wonder if, like, I wonder if, uh, I'm not sure if pharmacists are, like, mandatory reporters. So maybe maybe she looked 13, like, super young. And, mm. uh, like, I can see a situation in where she's like, I'm worried that this person has been assaulted because she's so young. Like, if she's so young that anything is an assault, then I might need to tell the authorities about it. 
it's, no. she doesn't go about it in the best way I don't no. think and it's I just yeah I guess I'm now yeah. thinking that maybe it's a little more complex than I was thinking. yeah although I mean, also she's a like a clerk at a grocery store so I don't think a mandatory reporter maybe an actual pharmacist would be mandatory yeah. reporting because yeah this yeah. store is like not really it's a, a general pharmacy. store yeah yeah god it's like just stores actually in some places, I suppose they do, right? Just have like bottles of vodka in the main part of the store. I'm so used to alcohol being separated. But I yeah. especially I mean, even Europe. like up in Queensland, you can only buy alcohol at a liquor store. Coming here and seeing alcohol in like Aldi and stuff is kind of wild. Even that's a bit weird. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Um, then we get to Amy's house early and <laughs> Otis's line on time is late. I'm just like, like I understand. No, uh, I think uh, it was Otis says on time oh, is late, right. and Eric is like on time is on time, early is early, and late is late. Yeah, that's why I was very surprised. I thought right. it'd be the, I thought it'd be the other way around, like that interaction. Yeah. That's why really, Otis yeah. being like an anxious person, like True. wanting to get things yeah. early, that gels much more with the Otis character. Whereas Eric feels like he'd be late and wouldn't care. Also. Yeah. Something I have learned through experience is that you don't turn up on time for a party. You no. always at least half an hour late because nobody's I there at the start. 100%. Hate that. I hate that it's a thing, but I just know that I've been to. It's happened to me too many times where I've rocked up on time and I'm like, it's me and the host, and the host isn't ready, and it's like, okay, I'll just sit here awkwardly. <laughs> yeah, no, I always, I always show up on time, particularly because I feel like. I don't even like parties. So most of the time if I'm going to a party, it's probably like I'm actually friends with the host or something. Mm. And then if I show up early, then I can actually hang out with them and then just like fail early. <laughs> True. Yeah. Anyway. Um, they have a bit of a wrestle over ringing the buzzer. Um, <laughs> it's cute. It's this is, yeah, this is one of my favorite, favorite parts of the... Of and the his pants get dirty. <laughs> He's very unhappy about it. Uh, Maeve arrives... I do like that she's very much like, yeah, we're going in. We're here for business. We're not. We're not here for pleasure. <laughs> yeah, I like even if because like watching them wrestle around, it just again kind of reiterates their cute, close friendship exactly. that they have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a very cute moment. And, yeah. and I think you even see it a bit on Maeve's face when she shows up and like watches them for a second before saying anything. Mm. Like even though she doesn't, uh, she doesn't often express a lot of emotion, but she kind of like I think smiles a little to herself at yeah. how cute they are. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Adorkable. <laughs> yeah. Adorkable. Um, and then uh, right at the end, uh, Otis is like, why does she get to ring the bell? And Eric's like, she's not you, is she? <laughs> <laughs> she's so too good. cool. Yeah. Scary and Eric cool. respects cool above all else. He does. Uh, then we get a shot of Jean at home. She's <gasps> watching Pretty Woman. I looked up what movie that song is from. Because yeah. the classic one, for Pretty Woman is Pretty Woman by Elvis Presley. But yeah. mm. uh, that song is from a later scene. Um, and she she gets a little lonely. She goes for a little a little snoop. peek. A little <laughs> snoop in Jesus. Otis's room. Oh, I mean, I can see how it'd be so difficult to resist. But mm. I'm, I'm still just like, privacy. Respect, privacy. privacy. Hope my yeah. mum doesn't do that. She Probably. does. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Um, and then at the end of the scene, she picks up the inhaler and she's like, Oh, I have an excuse. Excuse, I know. <laughs> oh, so bad, so bad. Um, then we're back at the party. The party is kicked off and it's happening full swing. Um, 
it's like re- somebody it was eric says to otis relax you're 16 or something like that like chill <laughs> out i i love this moment where a guy walks past with a shot on a tray, a tray. And, and eric's just, just like yeah let's do this yeah i would <laughs> because- yeah the house like you would think there would be butlers like in the house there, isn't <laughs> i mean as eric literally says like i just you see that so much in movies, in movies yeah. even at like sh- at, at like high school parties which are not like that at all no. and everybody's like what well, parties are like that really man yeah, yeah, you went yeah. to better high school parties than i did yeah, yeah. same. No, i was watching yeah i was watching this now like they're not all but i think as soon as you start making friends with like rich school kids mm. parties tend to look a lot more like this yeah um, just i wish yeah, i do I think, love that the dude was just like fuck you that was my shot yeah what are you doing? it was hilarious for the joke but like even so like it, it's so weird that he was carrying his own drinks on a tray yeah, you know? like, who yeah. does that at a party yeah. but it made me because like you see it with eric there and i think you see it with Maeve later there's a couple scenes where people are just like drinking random open beverages at this massive house party like oh, not terrifying. safe no know where your drink comes from also like even outside of like the potential for like roofing mm. and stuff drinking an unknown drink that's just but gross what are you it's, doing it's very gr- like it's like what if somebody's somebody. been using it as an ashtray like, uh... oh yeah and then they kind of get like sent off on their respective missions yeah mm-hmm. uh Otis to the sober virgins, which <laughs> I mean, why are they even at that party? Honestly, they should be having their own party where they can talk about oh, no. the benefits have... of ginger beer versus cranberry juice. I have a, a right to say here. What is wrong with ginger beer and cranberry juice? Why is that a virgin drink? I don't get this. I think it's just no, non-alcoholic. non-alcoholic. Yeah. But... I don't think they were ragging on them by oh. having them mention it. I think they were kind of more implying that they're kind of boring because their topic of conversation at a party was like, yeah. which drink you like more. Yeah, I think it almost misrepresents like sober virgins as though yeah. they have nothing better to talk about. If anything, they're sober. They're probably having much more interesting conversations. Mm-hmm. Probably. I mean, actually, here's a point though. People who are drinking often spend a lot of time talking about what they prefer to drink. Exactly. So maybe it's not actually that weird. It's just that it's weird when it's not in the context of spending a bunch of money on fancy alcohol. Yeah. Mm. I don't really like cranberry juice. Sorry, cranberry juice, a cranberry vodka. It's one of the best drinks. And a bit of lime juice. I don't like cranberry juice or vodka. So (laughs) it's a very bitter taste. but Uh, I do love that Otis comes in being a little creepy because he is being so creepy and he's like oh do you know that cranberry juice is a treatment for UTIs (laughs) and thrush especially good treatment (laughs) and then he goes on to say thrush is a vaginal discharge Mm. um I would say that's 100% correct yeah I mean it's like (laughs) It can involve it, vaginal it can, dish, discharge. Vaginal but it, discharge can be a symptom of thrush. But it is not a vaginal discharge. Yeah. That's, it's, it's, no. So, well, I guess once again, showing that Otis is a teenager that is unqualified to mm. be a sex therapist. I mean, maybe he would have worded it better if he wasn't so awkward and so uncomfortable with the scene. Yeah. He's just kind of rambling. Sometimes when I see lines like this in shows, though, I have to wonder, like, if the writers know it's fact, like it's incorrect. Mm. Like they were just, they just wanted to put in the words thrush and vaginal discharge because they sound like sex related terms. I mean, but... way to kill the vibe at any party, just kind of start talking about <laughs> thrush. Do you remember those ads know. on TV, the thrush medication ads? Oh my God, no. they were really bad. They were, all, oh, they were always on TV 
and oh, it was really bad there was a woman and it was all like pink and love hearts and she's like now people it's time to talk about love and commitment and then it would be like record stops you're like now that we've gotten rid of the men let's yeah, talk about thrush. i do remember those ads <laughs> so bad really bad men you should learn about thrush so that if you're men, a partner yeah. has it you can be helpful and supportive yeah men you should be open and present in conversations about you know yeast infections and thrush and you should not be like scared out of the room by the words love and commitment and pink love hearts yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> i mean honestly i think that ad has a very low opinion of on men i think yeah. that's the problem there not actual men <laughs> yeah yeah um he's like a he's creepy he brings up thrush a bunch and then he like awkwardly sits on the couch and he's like i'm giving out free sex advice and everybody's like so creepy like i would i would like ask the host to get this guy to leave because i'm getting like predatory vibes absolutely so weird do you think they would have been better off uh sending the three of them to different groups than what they were sent to like maybe Maeve. i mean i think i don't know I think I Maeve should whole... have just done all of them. She's yeah. way yeah, cooler. Yeah. I mean, yeah. again, this comes to like Maeve could just do this whole business by herself. But I think also this whole reconnaissance mission to putting out sex pretzels to get clients was like a bit of a long shot. Like the mm. fact that Otis just naturally started giving out some advice in the bathroom <laughs> wasn't really part of this reconnaissance plan. Like, yeah. 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 Um, sorry, briefly, just but I was just thinking about, and we don't have to put this in. But in terms of like the thrush's vaginal discharge being correct and me wondering if writers get this right, I just coincidentally was watching an, an early episode of Friends recently and it made me think again because there's a scene where I think it's literally the first episode because they changed the actor um, that plays Carol later, but she's getting an early ultrasound of her pregnancy and Ross starts playing with a speculum and then Carol says, that's what opens my cervix please and don't I, open the service i know i was like whoa that's incorrect and then i was like what goes through the head where they, they write that and then it's a woman who's delivering the line i feel like isn't yeah. she like guys that's not what this does like i mean it's just another instance of the reason why we need better sex education in general yeah well because then it made me think like maybe even she maybe the actor who played carol didn't know no. the difference between like a cervix and yeah, mm. I don't know. But so, yeah, occasionally these lines come up and I'm like, do people not realise that these are wrong? Yeah. Also, for clarity's sake, for people who are listening, uh, the speculum yeah. opens the vagina up, yes. not, not the cervix. It the cervix is like the wall the at the end of your vagina that, like, links to your uterus. And if that actually opens, it's extremely painful and you're probably giving birth. Yeah, you're probably mid-birth when it opens. <laughs> yeah. You don't want people just forcing open your cervix, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Ow. It is the implement used during things like pap smears. Yeah. Which, yeah. Or just any sort of internal vaginal exam. Yeah. Cool. All righty. Cool. Um, so then we move to other parts of the party with less creep factor. Uh, <laughs> Amy is just straight out not having a good time. Yeah. Uh, the plastics that's, arrive. Yeah. I, I should probably stop calling them that, but that's who they are in this in this <laughs> show. But they're like. They're already not having a good time. And it looks actually like a pretty good party. It looks, yeah, it looks like a pretty like, good party. This is what it, it's like a massive party. How yeah. big is their town anyway? When Anwar's like, I hope more people are coming. And it's like, who else Where could from? come? Like, yeah. what people? And have you ever been to a bigger party than this? Like, yeah. how are you disappointed by this? And then we get this 
absolute awfulness who's like oh do you want a drink she's like yeah okay she's like okay cool we all want these things please go get us drinks so rude why is she friends with these people yeah I feel like I kind of remember high school people behaving this way where they kind of did just treat someone as a doormat yeah the doormat but they still keep them in the group yeah they keep them in the group but as a doormat it's it's so gross yeah um, I'm definitely the AV kind of host. I don't like hosting. It's I love me it. out. Oh, yeah. I can't do it. But most I of think... the vibe is just like, come over and just obviously don't fuck shit up, but just do whatever you want. Like, I don't care. Like, I don't know. Honestly, I think it's been so long since I've hosted a party. I don't even know if I like hosting a party. I, I think I would maybe, but I don't know. <laughs> cool. And then Maven Jackson are talking um god he wants her so bad he does <laughs> he's like what's your thing then and she's like strong female character <laughs> uh i do like this little thing they get started here where uh he's like who are you hooking up with and she's like ask me in an hour like i like this kind of like i've got shit to do but come back to me check back mm-hmm. in in a little while and i'll let you know i like um, that kind of just like time management yeah she's a businesswoman she knows what she's doing yeah she's she's a bit weird like her whole approach to this is a bit weird like her just coming into a party and trying Mm. to approach like it's a bit weird like she's she's clearly very cool but I like that she has this weirdness side to her Mm. character Mm. um we get a brief thing with Eric and Anwar where Anwar's like, oh my God, have you shit yourself? And Eric's like, I didn't shit myself. But, you know, <laughs> anyway. Again, like, this is just more that, like, Eric is constantly put in these, like, horribly, like, exposed, embarrassing situations and he manages to just go on and to an extent mm. brush it off. Like, yeah, impressive. I'd what, leave. I'd go home. <laughs> what's a bit sad, though, is that Anwar continues to be a complete dick to him and he's still like kind of infatuated and it's like you can do better Eric so much better yeah that's what happens when you're really into someone oh for sure we've all been there and it's like (laughs) even when your friends keep telling you and like you just don't see the red flags like yeah when they give you literally nothing and you're still just like oh my god I love you so much Mm I don't know if I've been there. Well, uh, count but, your lucky stars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like it's dangerous, right? Like this can set up really bad just like precedents oh, for, sure. for how you model all future crushes and relationships. And also if you did end up in a relationship with that person, you've put them on a pedestal and that's just a bad power dynamic. Yeah, yeah see, I feel like I've always been the person on the pedestal. Ooh, wow, wow, that must be nice. Yeah, it's got its perks. <laughs> It, it stunts my emotional development in other ways <laughs> yeah yeah uh then we get otis in the bathroom having a bad time uh doing a little bit of self-esteem damage calling himself an idiot a moron hat man hat man oh i forgot to bring this up earlier i absolutely well i love it but i absolutely hate hat man at the hat same man, time uh, oh i mean God. there are some people for whom their hat is their personality do you remember that song I'm the scat man. <laughs> I'm a hat man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, and then he's like, he's just, you know, yelling at himself in the mirror. And then she's like in the bathtub. They're like, are you I enjoying the party? <laughs> yeah, I liked your head. That's what she says. That's so nice. Uh, apparently I broke him. 
and then yeah. you know then then we get a little bit of uh, uh, unplanned therapy therapy yeah. yeah yeah i actually think i had i hadn't thought about this till just now but even like her just interaction with otis and her comment about his hat i think just is a good example of the kind of i guess outlier characters in high schools like you've got mm. like the popular people and, and like yourself and you kind of forget that there's a whole bunch of other kids in the school that are fine like they're not really there to tease you and they're like yeah they're not friends with you but like they're gonna treat you totally fine they're not an antagonist <laughs> yeah exactly there's just like yeah. a whole bunch of cool people that don't show up in the drama that they're perfectly fine <laughs> yeah. um and i mean i think also uh to bring it back to the theme, like Otis has obviously not got great self-esteem at the moment. And I think she shows that it's, it's so much of it is like you're doing it to yourself, right? Like you take a very small thing from the outside world and you build it up really big. And often it takes an external person just reassuring you. And I mean, it's kind of sad that you need that external validation, but it's also just kind of, I think part of being a social animal is that mm. you build this thing up in your head and you're like, oh, this is how people perceive me. And then somebody's just like, no, that's not true. Yeah. Um, I think that it's cause it's such, I find it, it's such less just like a low, sorry, slow, long journey. Cause when you're in the, when you're in like the inside of feeling like low self-esteem or like a lot of shame or like you're on the inside and no, no matter how much like other people tell you, or you try and like rationalize it, you can't kind of perceive reality properly. Mm. Like you're stuck on the inside of it. And yeah. I think it takes a lot of time to slowly like get the perspective to see it from the outside yeah. and make it yeah. a bit smaller. And um, I mean, honestly, in my experience, it's been like, like, constant not constant but like repeated instances of multiple people you know saying mm. things about my own insecurities that has made me slowly get over them you know yeah it's like it is i think it's an ongoing process it's not like a one and done no yeah yeah Definitely. as you said um i having problems with your self-esteem and as you said matt it's always ongoing throughout your life and you can never fully get rid of that so mm. it's just about finding healthy ways to cope with it yeah yeah um in this this scene though we don't get properly into the therapy we like get it's like it's starting they're having a little bit of an argument and notice is like mm, ooh, ooh, ooh. um i do like the <laughs> line uh where the guy comes in is like who's this uh yeah. <laughs> and it's like it's not like that he's non-threatening he's like a care bear <laughs> kind of nice which is like funny but also i'm like oh, stop getting like threatened by any other like male in the room with your girlfriend yeah trust <laughs> her even I if they are to care there like just yeah. chill out yeah 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 um and then adam rocks up and he's on the intercom talking to amy yeah. and uh she says you're not invited fuck off which i think is mean but unambiguous yeah um, i think pretty clear <laughs> very clear um and then gene arrives she's also doing she's doing some more snooping some even mm. more invasive snooping in my opinion and in otis's opinion i think yeah mm -hmm. um, and in adam's opinion and in adam's opinion much, actually. i really enjoyed his comment yeah their little chat is kind of nice because like everybody treats adam in a very particular way and she's mm. kind of the only person who really gives him the time of day at least as yeah. far as we can tell yeah uh, mm. so it's nice for him to see here that he deserves closure 
but he also just stops listening after that when she yeah. says yeah leave her alone I, and then um, he's like you're so wise like an old, like an owl. old owl yeah yeah no i definitely love a lot of relationships but um if this keeps developing they're actually one of my favorite pairings in the show gene and adam like mrs yeah. gene yeah it's really mrs. cute gene. Yeah. mrs gene Really um so they have this nice moment then he just kind of like stabs her through the heart as he leaves when he's like i thought my parents were controlling like oh. i mean honestly she needs to hear it she's being a little creepy she needs to back off yeah boundaries uh like, yeah like mitch said like i think they're actually like a in this instance especially they're just like a well-suited pairing in terms mm. of like who they are to each other like yeah. they've got enough like distant like I think Jean's probably one of the only people in a position to treat Adam like that because like Adam mm. you know isn't bullying bullies, her yeah bullies yeah. everyone else in his life and yeah and yeah it's cool for Jean to hear it from someone kind of objectively yeah, <laughs> yeah so objectively she gets a bit controlled. sad uh which fair enough uh, but, but then, then she tries to in. leave although she's I have to say I definitely think she could have gotten out of that. There was a yeah. lot of room. I yeah. did think when she pulled up, actually, I had the thought, wow, you've parked very close to the gate. To the gate. Like, she drove? Yeah, because yeah, you right see up it, to and it. she parked right up. But the gates yeah. closed away. They opened away from her, right? I yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, they opened inwards. Imagine if they didn't, though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just, I, I guess because it's like, there's a little country road and she didn't want to park across it. But still, I think there was enough room for her to do like a 20 point turn and get out. It would have yeah. taken her a long time but she definitely could have. Yeah. 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 Anyway, um, then we go back to the, bo- the bathroom, the bathroom to the therapy session as it's going um, where the couple is like, all I want to have is to have sex like a normal person. The other one is like, all I want is to have sex in the dark. And then Otis <laughs> jumps in is like, this is not working. You're not listening. <laughs> Um, and I do like that he, because one of them is like, who are you? Like, what are you, why are you involving yourself? Um, and he's like, it doesn't matter who I am, which is what Gene said at the start when he's like, what's mm. more makes a good therapist. And I think is kind of part of his arc across the whole episode, mm-hmm. because I think right at the end when he's talking to Simone and it's going well, I think he has truly just been like, I'm just here to listen which is yeah cool. and when he decides that he doesn't need to be anonymous anymore mm, yeah. yeah because it's not about me at all not about him yeah. Yeah. yeah um and then we get people peeing on the roses like oh, yeah. i understand being drunk and peeing in the bushes like generic garden but like actively peeing on flowers like that's deliberate and well, it's like but- in the middle the middle of everything too it's not yeah like it yeah. On side yeah. Bush. um yeah. and then somebody said because they have uh, Maeve and Amy are having a chat on the steps where Amy's like, I love hosting. Yeah. <laughs> Mood. Um, and then she, uh-huh. at another point, she's like, not on the succulents. So clearly that person heard and was like, all right, I'll pee on a different yeah. plant. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then she's checking out Adam's friend uh, and calls him a boiled Boiled Ryan. Ryan boiled yeah. So funny. Ew. Um, like then, literally boiled? Like, I don't know what she was going for with that. <laughs> I don't see it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then Adam looms in the distance after climbing over the <laughs> He's fence. He's walking in like Terminator or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like everyone's um, running and he takes him like 10 seconds to realize, oh, maybe I should run too. So, yeah. Uh, I do. Like Amy's like, everybody's inside and nobody moves. And she's like, you can smoke in the living room. And everybody's like, all right. 
I know. I feel like I mean, clearly she really cares about being a good host, but I, mm. I would sooner just lock them out with him. Oh, you know, sure. like they're happy yeah. to stay smoking out there. Just leave yeah. them. Um, then we go to Maeve in the bathroom uh, doing the pregnancy test. And whitening her teeth. And whitening her teeth, just nicking. Uh, they're expensive. I look them up. <laughs> so I would totally do that. Yeah. Um, and we get a, another instance of kind of like ragging on your own self-esteem and she calls herself an idiot in the mirror. Yeah. Um, I mean, I have never had a pregnancy scare, so I don't know how that feels, especially, I guess, as a young person. I think it would be. I do, like, I do wonder if she's calling herself an idiot because maybe she didn't fully practice safe sex recently or mm. whether it, because I don't, like, I don't know. I feel like you could be angry at yourself either way, but I just feel like if I had done everything, then I'd be really, like, frustrated and annoyed, but I probably mm. would just know that I've done everything I could, aside from abstinence. If I recall correctly, when they're in, her and Jackson are in the car in the first mm. episode, <clears throat> they can, they seem to, like, disengage after they're finished and he just kind of, like, buttons up there's no indication that he's yeah. like taking a condom off or anything. Yeah. Which so. happens a lot in shows. So I feel like you're always kind of used to seeing it in shows mm-hmm. and, yeah. and you don't really question whether there was or wasn't a condom because either way, they never show like the messiness. Yeah. Because apparently, apparently that's unattractive to pull off a condom and it just sends a horrible message. Right. Like, it's mm, like, yeah. well, maybe we wouldn't think it was so unattractive if you just yeah. like showed it to us more. And mm-hmm. then we'd be really used to people putting on condoms and taking them off before and after sex, which is realistically what should Definitely. happen. Yeah. There's this really cool kind of anecdote from during the, during the AIDS crisis, uh, once they had kind of gotten a bit more information and then they knew that like condoms were an effective barrier for it. Uh, there's this quite famous uh like queer uh artist named Tom of Finland who drew these like hyper masculine like uh drawings like erotic drawings of men uh, a lot of like leather culture and like uh like like the uh, the the village people the guy who wears the cop outfit like there's a lot of like hypersexualized cop things in it it was a big deal for a while but he actually were did like these big campaigns where he would draw these like erotic drawings with guys putting on condoms uh, as a way of like sexualizing it so that it was easier and more uh, like palatable to the queer community during that time when safe sex was just so such an important thing to have to have to happen Um, and I just kind of like that as like a as a tool in the arsenal for like yeah that's an awesome idea yeah I kind of just wish more like tv shows and movies would take it upon themselves to just like present yeah. safe sex in a hot sexy way <laughs> but I mean it doesn't even need to be hot and sexy I just matter of factly I yeah. think exactly. would be even better just like this is just how it is it's not that yeah. it's sexy it's just how sex is I know like it's I'm still it's like so frustrating just watching any sex scene in movies where like the man just like lies on the woman and they're kissing mm. and then they make a face where the woman's like Ugh, and then you assume like the penis has gone in somehow like <laughs> and I just feel like literally like growing up as a kid like you watch that and you think that's how sex works and it doesn't work like that at all like maybe mm. like maybe if you get a really good angle and your body is a tilt in the right way but for the most part you're gonna need to like use a hand to get it in there or something mm-hmm. at least yeah I mean I can't remember if we talked about this in the intro episode but this idea of scripts that that teenagers mm. absorb through media and it's like a documented research thing that they do learn about how the like the 
you know, the play-by-play of how sex happens, they learn about it from movies and TV shows yeah. and porn. Yeah. And by consistently not showing condom use as just a normal everyday thing, you really reinforce this idea in their head that that's just not a normal part of sex. That's yeah. like only if you're especially worried about something or whatever. I think especially you get all these scenes where it's like there's so much urgency and passion and people like mm. making out and like they're throwing their keys and leaving the door open and like getting pictures off the wall. They're just like making out like crazy. And like, there's no second to come up for air. So yeah. of course there's like no second to get condom or anything. And I feel like not only does it like reiterate that we don't use condoms in sex, but it kind of implies that you're like powerless to the drives of sex. And I yeah, think I it like, mm. it removes a lot of like accountability. Like, oh, I was caught up in the moment. Like, it's not my fault. I was already in the throes of passion <laughs> and I couldn't give into any reason or logic about it. Like, yeah. yeah. And it okay. imp- like, it just implies that you're powerless to it. I'm going to ask like, when you guys get hot and heated, like surely like, like for me and that, like when we have to get up and get it and put it on, like does that, that doesn't kill the mood for anyone right like it's just like like the, the feelings it's more are like still a there. pause yeah, yeah. and just like, like you oh, still, you one can, second yeah you still like look at each other and like the feelings are still there and like yeah the it's desire all like, of wanting it it can yeah. like almost build it up sometimes it's like i don't know also but, when like a partner puts it on for you that's like very much oh, in the mood in the moment yeah, right yeah. like yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think, I, yeah, definitely, like like you said, it fills it up a lot. I think especially, like, when I was really young and there was, like, the, the sitting and waiting, it, like, added suspense, you know? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. once this Bit is on, we can get to it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, also, we're, like, we're talking about condoms a lot here. There are other things yeah, that yeah. form part of safer sex practices, but, like, none of them get discussed either. It's, like, no. nobody's, like, oh, it's fine, I'm on an IUD. Well, yeah, for all we know, Maeve could, could have been on... Yes. Well, obviously she wasn't but in the moment we she could have been i mean she, I mean, could she have might been, have been and it just oh, could have failed been. yeah, yeah. 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 Um, nothing is 100 percent perfect yeah um, i guess except abstinence but all the research shows that that doesn't actually work so don't do that either um, <laughs> there's always immaculate conception there is always immaculate <laughs> conception <laughs> um but yeah, I think even seeing that discussion, like obviously just the IUD discussion is just about preventing pregnancy and it doesn't do anything for like STIs or anything like mm. that. But yeah, I don't know. Any and all of these things would be great to see in discussions or yeah. depictions of sex in movies and TV shows. But yeah. I don't know that we're ever going to get that. <laughs> and I think that because like this show is called Sex Education and it's about that. So we get a lot of things, but it'd be really nice to see in film and TV that wasn't about sex like just mm. a normal show about people if it features anything to do with sex just just show it yeah <laughs> it doesn't the, have on, to be the only the exception thing. i think is comedies we'll show it occasionally but it's I'm usually the butt of a joke yeah. which yeah. i don't think is helpful like yeah i personally find the scene in 40 year old version where he's trying to put a condom on for the first time hilarious because he just has absolutely no idea what he's doing mm. but like Again, one of the few things I can recall where a movie talked about a condom, right? Like it's yeah, yeah. But I I also say like it can be detrimental to show it in a comedy sense, but it can also be a good thing that like it's okay to be awkward in this mm. moment and like yes. you're allowed That's to laugh point. with someone even when you are getting intimate with them. Like I think. Yeah. yeah, I think 100%. That's the, like, we just need more representation. I think it's really good to show that sex can be awkward and funny and it's still mm. okay and you can go on to have sex, but it'd be really good to just see some like run of the mill. It's not funny yeah. or awkward or sexy or anything. It just it's happens. It just <laughs> happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Cool. Uh, we should move on. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Good time. Um, easy to talk about sex. So easy. And we've got so much, so many episodes to talk about yet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, Maeve goes back to the party and grabs Jackson and drags him upstairs, which is an interesting one. I guess she's in an emotional state and mm-hmm. just wants a release, maybe. Or maybe part of it's like, well, I'm already pregnant, so let's just may as well. Yeah. May as well. Um, I wonder also if she wants, she was maybe thinking that it would give her an excuse to talk to him alone. I don't that's know. What I, that's what I originally thought was going to happen. She was going to um, we'll tell him about it. You're our resident woman, Mabel. Can you define her intentions? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think you you've all already described some possibilities. Mm. Um, I can I can see the desire just want a distraction, you know, mm. and just think about something else. And Jackson is already set up as a regular hookup, so he's yeah. an easy distraction. Yeah. Um, I can see how he would also be a choice because, like, there is the possibility. Like, he's clearly related to this pregnancy. Yeah. And having him around gives her. The possibility of bringing it up i don't know if that would have been an immediate intention there yeah mm. yeah um then we go then we cut to eric doing shots psyching himself up to keep uh to keep selling i guess in this instance <laughs> he's very dedicated to the cause he is very dedicated especially given that he's really not involved he's just yeah. kind of <laughs> attached himself to this whole enterprise it kind of makes it more sad in hindsight at the end but like he kind of wanted to be a part of it and put yeah. in a lot of effort off, and work yeah. to being into it and then yeah. it's rejected coldly. completely rejected like um, there was so much awkward silence when they rejected him so much surely he could be like their mark lead of marketing or something like that yeah like, or like i don't know give out like gay specific advice from someone who has experience yeah, mm-hmm. very true. Mm-hmm. Uh, which leads very neatly into this scene in mm-hmm. which uh, he brings up with Simone her issue that she had been having yeah. uh, by miming a blowjob really badly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then we get this, like, I can help you. And she's like, what? And he's like, suck a dick, just as the party goes quiet. Classic. Classic, classic awkward moment. Um, and then he's like, I'm going to show you, which I mad respect for his willingness. Although I really hate that the plastics are like, we're, we're going to milk this as a funny situation. Yeah. yeah, I know. Especially again in hindsight, like the fact that like the three of them were all sucking bananas. But I was going like, to say. They were only filming Eric and only yeah, releasing That annoyed me him. so much. Well, I got the impression that it was mainly Anwar who was the one that was really... Um, playing like making fun of eric i felt like the other two were kind of into it i don't know they were into it but i think at least early on ruby was laughing about it and then back at school once the video gets sent around ruby laughs about it again which is yeah i think at first like i think ruby was kind of with anwar trying to make fun of him i think the fact that she like got so like jumped on the bandwagon got so into taking his his blowjob lesson kind of speaks to i think how almost like desperate some young women can be for any how-to guide on a blowjob because mm. it's mm. like this big mystery a lot of the time so I think she was like "Ooh, this like this could be helpful I am very yeah. confused about this um but before we get to the actual tutorial uh we jump back to the bathtub scene mm. um and they're doing a back-to-back exercise which is a good idea um but you really see them like a not listening and like jumping to conclusions on both on both sides like taking a little thing and running with it too far which i think is really 
I mean, yeah. it's very true. But I think, yeah, I think that particularly with stuff like low self-esteem in a relationship, I think that can be really easy. Like when you're like, if you're trying to tell your partner that you like all these things mm. and because they have such low self-esteem for themselves, they're not open to it. I can see how you would get frustrated from them not hearing all the things you like about them when really you need to accept that it's not about you. Yeah. <laughs> like they're not, it's because they have low self-esteem. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think there's a really good line from the woman where Otis is like, do you hear what he's saying after he's like, I like everything about her. And she's like, yeah, but I don't believe it, which I think mm. is pretty pretty relatable. common vibe relatable Definitely. <laughs> we um, need a relatable like sound clip <laughs> yeah we do <laughs> <laughs> um and then we get uh what do you like about yourself exercise which i mean i, I have been them. there uh, yeah i've been there with my psychologist always a always a tough one but. i liked in this one uh, i think it was a good choice and I said this earlier, how it's not specific about physical things. I kind of yeah. hate when people are like, choose your five favorite things about your body. And I, I don't know. I hate that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Otis says the line, if you don't like yourself, how are you going to believe somebody else or something along those lines? Which is very funny because I, I'm assuming that neither of you have watched RuPaul's Drag Race at all. No. The line that RuPaul signs off every episode with, uh, RuPaul is a drag queen for anybody who doesn't know, uh, she says, If you can't love yourself, how the hell are you going to love somebody else? And I just like, I love the idea that Otis is channeling RuPaul in this moment. <laughs> <laughs> I really, um, I really like that line though. Like I still, still manage, like I think we all struggle with that still in our day to day, but yeah. Yeah. I can Although, to that. There's this, you know, this concept of that you have to love yourself before you can let somebody else in. And I'm more on the bandwagon of because of body neutrality. Like you don't have to be super in love with yourself, but mm. hating yourself is definitely a detriment to, no, yeah, to yeah. being open sure. to other people. Um, I don't think there's anything wrong with encouraging body positivity at all, but I do really understand the concept of body neutrality. Just like just feeling nothing about it, I think is better mm. than yeah, the alternative. Mm-hmm um but yeah and like they have a really cute moment there in the bathtub and they start making out and otis is like job done i'm gonna head out because you guys are oh you guys all right i'm gone <laughs> i'm yeah. sorry but from what i've seen otis was such a better therapist than gene like he's he just feels more welcoming <laughs> he just feels more welcoming and warm which she's like I, I guess that's what a therapist is but she's so like analytical but like oh, otis yeah. is very much just it's just a conversation like i don't know mm. yeah I also just think we see so little of Jean's actual sessions. Um, I think one of you pointed it out earlier. I think that the reason we saw a session going badly in this episode was so that Jean would say the thing when Otis asks about it, that freaks him out. They, yeah. they needed to have her, a reason for her to bring that up. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, oh yeah. And he like Otis leaves and, runs into Maeve and Jackson in the bed and it's a little awkward but uh not too bad and we get the second instance of Maeve's like efficient time planning like ask me again next week which (laughs) I mean I think they're implying she's like you know ask me again in a week because I will have had an abortion by that point I think is the idea yeah Um, I that was that was kind of my first thought but then I I think it's more like she will have had a week to, to think- figure out what she's doing with the pregnancy and how, like, I, yeah. I find it unrealistic that she would probably be able to schedule an abortion so soon, but maybe I haven't really gone through the process and definitely, I don't know what her 
healthcare mm. system was like in their town, maybe it is that quick and easy to schedule yeah. it. I mean, if they have a place that she can go in that town, it's not a big town. Maybe they're yeah, not it's probably not down. a huge waiting list. Maybe mm. yeah, maybe you can yeah. sort it out in a week. Um, Adam breaks in by climbing through a window. Really, he's really... so good at climbing though. Like. <laughs> He's just really good at climbing. I want That's him to his like true skill. I, I want him to like roll through the window and then get up and be like parkour. <laughs> <laughs> um and then we get uh Eric's blowjob tutorial, uh, which has I like I don't know if I agree with him 100 percent Uh yeah. especially like the first line is enthusiasm is more important than technique, which Generally speaking, is probably to good. a point. To you know, a point. But if you're enthusiastically really like munching on someone's penis, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he does then say no teeth, no teeth, especially if you're packing metal <laughs> to that girl. I, and she's great. like, she's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Fair, she's like fair. fully on board. Um, then we jump back to Maven Otis talking about hating parties. Uh, they're out on the swing set. Actually, this this scene is it's actually kind of nice. It feels very like uh, ten things I hate about you on the swing set mm. outside the mansion party. Yeah, it looks kind of like. I, I mean, maybe they were making but reference they shot to that. side by side. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't make mm. that connection. Um, what I like is that uh, he talks about talking to the couple and she makes some comment about like, wow, one, that's not so much. <laughs> and then he's like, how many clients did you find tonight? And I think it's a, mo- a moment of important growth from he- for him because he stood up to her. Mm. When you contrast his reaction to her phoning him at the start of the episode, yeah. Yeah. there's a lot of growth going on. He's like getting more comfortable with her, which I think is yeah, good. it's becoming more of like a partnership with her. Yes, equal. yeah, um, and he feels like I don't know, just I mean, he's gained a bit of confidence, I guess, because he's had that successful interaction. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, she leaves uh, and then he sees his mother. Uh, oh, yeah. You forgot your inhaler. You're spying like, on me. You're just like worst nightmare at a party. Like you've gone to some outside and then you see your mom sitting in the driveway spying on oh, you. Yeah. He says, you're stalking me. And she's like, that word carries a lot of weight. And he's like, I don't give a shit. You're stalking me. <laughs> she's trying to waffle her way out of it when it's really kind of unambiguous that she has crossed the line here. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um and then but she's like he's pissed and leaves and she's clearly like not having a good time like she's clearly struggling with this like oh shit i've done a bad thing i feel bad yeah. about this yeah i'm i'm sad that he's really angry at me um yeah yeah um then back at the party adam is finally got cornered amy somewhere um she's quite drunk uh, and he's still just asking the same question. He's like, I don't understand what I did wrong. Like, he's really clearly putting <laughs> this on himself mm. and it's really eating him up, which, fair enough. Um, and she, again, like last episode, she already kind of destroyed him a few times. I and know. then she's like, because you're embarrassing. I know. She keeps just tearing. Like, I, I feel like I watched this and he, he just came up and like, obviously it was extremely inappropriate and disrespectful that he like rocked up uninvited and broke into her house but then the actual line it just seemed like he was so just kind of like calm and respectful just like I just want to know what I did wrong Mm. and I was like oh and then I almost expect her to have sympathy but she's like she just rips him a new one it's kind of bad but again he is trespassing he is trespassing and like I'm not trying to invalidate her feelings about all of this it's Mm. just like 
there's I think there's no need to be cruel. Like he didn't actually do anything to her that triggered the breakup, right? Yeah. Like it, he is an embarrassing person and he does awkward things, but like it's not like he was doing mean things to her and for her to keep punishing him over that is I don't know, it feels Yeah. It feels a bit cruel. I think uh, that's it. Like she clearly hasn't reflected that much on why she broke up with him. Like it was mm. a bit of a knee-jerk reaction. He's embarrassing. She doesn't want to be near that. But really yeah. what that more implies is that she wasn't very invested in their relationship in the first place. And there are a yeah. whole bunch of other reasons why they shouldn't be together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Otis and Maeve bump into each other. Oh, no. Otis and somebody bump into each other. And we hear from the distance the chant. Suck, suck, suck a dick. Suck a dick. And they're just like going to town on the bananas. There's less tutorial going on. They're just practicing. I mean, you know, practice makes perfect. <laughs> yeah. I do like um, Eric is very adamant because he, he starts telling Ruby off almost maybe not necessarily, but he's like, not so deep. You don't yeah. have to go so deep, <laughs> which I actually think is a good lesson a lot of the time, especially for teenage girls or like yeah. teenage anyone because I don't know, if you watch a lot of porn, it's, it's like deep throat central. And yeah. then you think that's what makes a good blowjob when it's really not that necessary. And especially given that Simone is having like gag reflex problems, yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. a big solution is to not, because I think a lot of people do push themselves mm. past their gag reflex because they think they have to, to give a blowjob. Yeah. And a really simple solution is that you just don't need to like go as yeah. far as is comfortable. <laughs> the majority of the nerve endings are in the head of the penis and mm -hmm you have perfect access to that with your tongue and mouth and lips. You don't need to use your like epiglottis and uvula. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that's going okay. But then Simone just like inhales the banana, which is kind of funny, honestly, given <laughs> what started all of this. Yeah. Um, Adam starts a fight right then and there because uh, Amy is chatting up his friend um, and then Simone starts choking properly and then she vomits on Eric who vomits on Ruby who vomits on Simone it's classic it's a great classic vomit, vomit triangle <laughs> classic vomit triangle yeah like yeah. Simone I get because Eric was like literally standing right in front of her he was just in the splash yeah. zone but then the the other two feel more deliberate Ruby especially she's like she's like gagging forward and then, and then turns. puts her hand on Simone and like turns into her to vomit but then immediately afterwards you hear her yelling at Eric for vomiting on her dress it's like you literally just vomited all over Simone for no reason yeah yeah <laughs> so gross um and then the fight culminates in a smashing of an urn, an Ooh. urn that contained Granny. So bad. So, so bad. Yeah. It does give us the great line later, where it's like, I've been speaking to Amy Gibbs' mother, who's been getting her mother <laughs> out, of, out of the carpet all <laughs> weekend. <laughs> so good. Anyway, um, and then the party's over, which, fair enough. Um, and it's nearly morning. Everybody is very drunk. Was, yeah, I, so I guess it's the weekend. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, Eric says, uh, I need a wee and some crisps, which is just a funny line. <laughs> um, Amy says, you always ruin everything to Adam, which is... Sad. I mean, from her subjective experience, it's actually it's just true. true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then Maeve bails on the therapy idea. Yeah, she comes back. Of... She comes back very quick, though, doesn't she? 
She does. Well, I mean, Otis has to approach her. Otis tells her that the, like a whole bunch of people have approached him as clients later. But, oh, right. like yeah. She kind of gives up, even though that he did have one successful thing. Yeah, which is like, a bit sad. Yeah, I think especially after the party, though. Like, I mean, she's she's just had a positive pregnancy result. I feel like she's <laughs> she's in a bad mood. She's in a bad like she feels like she's on the losing side of a lot of battles, and I think yeah. is it a place to give up right now? No, yeah, yeah definitely. Maeve's back home. With lots of bills still. Yeah, mm. clearly not having a great time. Mm. Um, we get a little shot of uh, Otis back at home, like checking himself out in the mirror and not loving what he sees. So again, with just seeing self-esteem just low around around the place. Mm. Um, something I noted that the line of the song that's playing when that happens is "fuck all of those perfect people," which I think was well chosen by the I didn't sound department. That. That's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I do uh, like seeing um, like examples of like teenage boys looking at their bodies in the mirror and stuff. I don't know. I think especially as a woman, like I didn't have a lot of insight to that happening. And as I've gotten mm. older, I like have learned more about like body issues that men have. But it I definitely think, happens. Yeah. And but I think a lot of the time, especially when if, you, if you're a, a woman or a girl in high school, you're kind of focused on your own body issues and you really... Yeah. And you assume that like other girls have it, but you don't really think so much that the opposite gender is going through it as well. Yeah. So it's cool to see it. Um, also nice to see a teenage boy who has a teenage boy's body. Like yeah. <laughs> obviously we see Jackson later at the pool and he is shredded for the yeah. gods, but like Otis just looks like a normal person, he, he, which yeah. is very nice, honestly. Mm-hmm. Just and like totally in my ta- oh wait, no, yeah. that's really creepy because he's like a <laughs> I mean, at least we know that Ace of Butterfield is not 16. In this scene, yeah. I looked nah. it up. <laughs> I looked <laughs> okay. it up when I first watched the show and found myself attracted to it. <laughs> Listeners who stick with us will get to know Mabel's type very well. And it's a very, it's a strong type. It's not like a, an occasional thing. It's an always thing. <laughs> yeah. And Ace of Butterfield definitely fits the mold. <laughs> he really does. <laughs> Uh, and then we get the scene between Otis and Jean at the table and it's not, it's not a good time for anybody. Yeah. Mm. Um, I thought it's because like, did you know she said, I understand that you may feel I crossed a boundary. Yeah. And I think that uh, is, last week we were like praising her of how she did a good apology that didn't mm. have any caveats. And this, and this was time, like, she this did is... exactly the thing we said. We hate it when people do that in their apology. Yep. She's also like, I feel like it was more therapisty and more analytical in her, in her wording of it. Um, I guess yeah. maybe because she is also more like, emotionally fragile around this whole scenario she's retreating to her like what she knows persona of yeah her like veneer of professionalism yeah Um, i think she's definitely being distant on putting like yeah a bit in denial about her role in it so she's choosing to take on the therapist role and i guess that's why she said like that you may feel like cross the boundary because she's not willing to come to terms with the fact that she has crossed a boundary yeah um i want to give you an opportunity for you to express your feelings um, and then he's like, what's the point? You don't listen, which I think is a good call out. Um, mm. But then he's like, stay out of my life, which feels very like dramatic teenagery. Very yeah, dramatic. which mm. which I think is like, it's just okay. as like a realistic thing he would say. Like maybe he's not ready. <laughs> like he's just not in a place to be particularly articulate or reflective about what he needs. He just yeah. wants to say, fuck you, mom, yeah. go away. <laughs> Let me <laughs> alone. Yeah. 
Um, back at school, the video of Eric going around, and I had a note as well, the fact that Simone and Ruby are not in the video. And yeah. They're, like, teasing him, and it's like, well, Simone, this was for your benefit, and you were interested. And Ruby, you were giving it everything you could, so yeah. fuck you guys for putting on this stupid facade. Yeah, it really, like, I feel like Simone is just going too hard if she, like, broke off a bit of banana and inhaled <laughs> it, you know? Like, no yeah. wonder she's vomiting. Don't go yeah. so deep, that's it. Don't yeah. go so deep. Um, yet another scene of Adam and his dad in the principal's office having a bad time. We get the classic threat of military school. Yeah. Bring me back to every, like, a 90s teen movie ever, you know? You're going to go yeah. to military school. We get a car rendition of Since You've Been Gone by Kelly Clarkson. Again, coming full circle. Uh, Maeve gives a little smile to Otis, which is nice, showing that their bond is developing. Mm-hmm. Um, and Otis gets a thank you night from the couple that he helped, yeah. which is nice. The opposite of the, the swing band note that oh, Eric got in the first episode. They're one of my yeah. favourite jokes. Yeah. <laughs> hope they come back. I also love that assembly seems to be the main like communicative uh, yeah. spot for this school student body. Yeah. Mm. Um, and then we start getting a, a torrent of people approaching Otis for help. Anwar <laughs> is freaked out by buttholes. Uh, the creepy guy sitting behind him in study was addicted to wanking. I'm kind of doing it right now. Oh. <laughs> Although so I didn't gross. really see any uh, arm or wrist movements whilst he was doing it. Oh, doing the thigh one. Oh, um, the thigh one. I've never, never, I can't explain that. I've never done that. Before. Well, now you've got some homework, Mitch. Oh, I'll, I'll report <laughs> back next week. Um, and then Adam's friend, is it weird that I think about the, I only think about the queen when I come or something like that? Like, yeah. It's like, I, not to judge, but I think that's a little weird. I don't know. I mean, define weird. Yeah. Maybe less than average. <laughs> You know, most people, maybe not, but whatever gets you I mean, given that she's everywhere in the UK, I'm sure it's not that uncommon. What's interesting, though, um, because there's there's this idea of kink, right, like a a thing that you do that's kind of outside the quote-unquote norm for sexual Mm. practices, um, and then there's a fetish. And a a definition I've seen that kind of to distinguish between the two of those is that a fetish is something that you need to get off as opposed to a kink which is something you enjoy but like you can do other things and it's fine um and so in this case i think his queen thing would count as a fetish if we use that definition because he, he's like i every time i come i think about the queen i only can get off yeah. yeah yeah wild wild good old liz keeping it fresh at like 90 something <laughs> then Otis runs to find Maeve uh, in the toilets. We have clients. We're back on. Um, and they have a little bit of a, a strategy session. Like, I need to see people face to face. Yeah. Um, and Maeve's like, well, what, they'll be able to recognize you. And he's like, it's not about me, which, again, yeah. bringing it back. Brings it back. I yeah. do really like just when he does run in and he's like, we've got clients. We're back on. And she's like. She's like, go on. And he's like, no, that's and it. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's all I had to say. So again, that's like, uh, so last week, that's like, I'm glad it's a British show because that's like a very Australian, mm. like, sense yeah. of comedy as well. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, but then we get the awkward moment with Eric. It's like, all right, I'm going to handle the business side. You're going to handle the therapy side. And Eric's like, what can I do? And they're like, <laughs> uh, and he's like, no, that's fine. It's fine. He takes I'll it, go. He gets the hint. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's it's almost indicative of this kind of intimacy almost developing between Maeve and Otis. Like you've got like they both had the Nietzsche reference. They both mm. like they were in the swings hating parties. And I feel yeah. like they maybe without knowing it just want this to be their thing already. Mm. Like they have this kind of bond over it and Eric's there's no room for Eric in it. Yeah. Because so, otherwise, like logistically, there's no reason they can't find a job for him. Yeah. Yep. Um, after that, it gets they get started at the pool, and I think it's like not a bad spot given that it's loud. Other people yeah. are talking. It's like yeah, less weird than being like alone in a room together. Yeah. Um, and we only hear the first couple of sentences, but it seems like it's definitely off to a much better start. Oh, I love the question. He's the, what makes you feel like you need to give your boyfriend blowjobs, and I'm yeah. like, yes, mm-hmm. great question, great question. Yeah, uh, uh, because they're fun. That's the end of the episode. That is the end of the episode. <laughs> yeah, thanks for listening. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, I think it was a good episode. I think there was some good character growth, especially from Otis's point of view. Like mm-hmm. he, yeah. kind of. Oh, let's do our favorite time. favorite moments. That's what we yeah, do at the end of every. What was my favorite moment? I'll start. Mm-hmm. Mine was when they were outside the gate, and uh, as Mabel said, it was a very cute moment between Otis and. Uh, and Eric, it was just, it was just fun. It wasn't yeah. anything major, but it's just fun to see like their relationship and yeah, I liked it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I think mine would be the scene in the bathtub when mm. the, like the end of that whole scene where they've like, she shares the thing she likes about herself and the boyfriend like chimes in, like, I love her hair. It's so shiny. And then they like make up. I just think it was kind of a nice mm. moment. Oh, like like they much. realized why they were a couple again. And, and it kind of broke down a lot of the problems that they were having. Um, um, what's Come on, Mabel. Finish moment. yourself strong. Otis, not be able to talk to Mabel on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> His whole fumbling yeah. favorite moment. Well, thanks for listening to this episode. Uh, you should watch episode three in a couple of weeks. We will release uh, our episode three. Chime in. Send us uh, any notes of things that we missed, any things we got wrong. Let us know. Keen to hear about it. Tweet mm-hmm. us. Anything you of... want us to talk mm-hmm. about in the episode three? Yeah. Is there, something, is there something you want us to bring into the rotation? We're, we're still figuring out the good format for this. So let us know if there's other aspects of us you want, it, you want us to bring up. What are our socials there that I should follow there, Mabel? At sex ed and chill pod. In most places, In except most Twitter. Places. Okay. So just look that up anywhere and you'll probably yeah. find us there. You'll probably find us. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. That's it. Sweet. Awesome. Thanks. Well, yeah. see you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening. See ya. <laughs>